organisation called um, Faith Comes By Hearing. Uh, for 45 years, uh, Faith uh, Comes By Hearing has been providing audio Bibles to different uh, people groups in their own languages. Um, and uh, they, provide, they provide this in 1,100 languages, um, spoken by 6 billion people around the world. Uh, God's Word is being proclaimed now by them in uh, 950,000 listening, uh, listening groups in 190 countries around the world. And they also have a Bible app, Bible.is, and that's being used by 50 million, 50 million people. This morning we have the privilege of having uh, uh, Troy Carl, who is the Vice President and also uh, ordained uh, pastor. Um, he's a gifted preacher, visionary, who brings strategic understanding of how to uh, employ internet and mobile technology to expanding God's, uh, God's kingdom and audio Bibles. Um, he has a passion and sense of urgency for spreading the gospel. Um, and prior to working with uh, Faith uh, Comes By Hearing, uh, was the uh, CEO at eStarnet, uh, a telecommunications internet company. So I'd like to welcome uh, Troy to us now to share. Thanks, Troy. Good morning, brothers and sisters. How are you today? Yeah, why don't you shake the hand of the person on the left or the right and tell them you'll be glad you came this morning. Yeah? Yes, amen, 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 amen. Hmm. I love it when we come together for church, no matter what country we're from or what language we speak. In this place, the Spirit of God has the freedom to transform lives, encourage people. The person on the left might be shouting hallelujah, having the best day of their life, but never forget that the person on the opposite side of you might be going through the most difficult thing they've ever experienced, and it's coming together as the body where you, being used by the Holy Spirit, can make a difference in somebody else's life. I love what you're saying just a moment ago, that you are the Lord of my laughter and you're sovereign in my sorrow. You're sovereign in all things. You completely reign. You're sava reign. You reign over all things, and Lord, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what challenge I'm facing, I know that you are my answer. And when we come together, I'm believing for you to touch somebody, heal somebody, help somebody, encourage somebody, lift somebody up, and make a difference. Amen? All right. Now touch the person on the left and the right and say, I don't know which one you are, but I'm here to touch you in Jesus' name. Hmm? Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. So I just had the privilege of speaking to your children's church or uh, Bible study. And when they told me this morning, Pastor Twinkie, there's a Twinkie, she uh, asked if I would come and speak to the 6 to 11-year-olds. And uh, I told my wife, I said, wow, it's been a long time since I've done a service for 6 to 11-year-olds. But praise God, I have two grandsons. And so I said, pull out all your best grandpapa stories, you know. And uh, what I would like to do is share with you the same story I shared with your children this morning. It's a story that comes from Africa. Some of you, if you're from that part of the world, you might know the story. It's a story of the monkey and the alligator. 
The monkey and the alligator were very, very good friends. They played and frolicked every day along the beach and along the river. And they would play and the monkey would get on the back of the alligator and they would just have a great time together. And one day when Mr. Alligator went back to his village, he had some very sad news. Father Alligator was sick. And they said, how are we going to get Father Alligator well? So they took Father Alligator to the witch doctor. And the witch doctor said, yes, we have a solution. We can heal your father, but we're missing one thing the heart of a monkey. And Mr. Alligator thought, well, I, the heart of a monkey? So the next day he went to the same place where him and Mr. Monkey would meet regularly and play. And as they were playing, the alligator said, Mr. Monkey, how come you've never come to my village? And the monkey says, but you've never invited me to come to your village. He said, well, let's go today. Mr. Monkey says, wonderful, and he jumps on the back of the alligator, and they began making their way up the river to the village. But Alligator began to feel very sad because he knew he was trying to deceive his friend. He says, I don't think I can do it. So about halfway, the alligator confesses to the monkey. He says, oh, monkey, I've been, I've done something very bad. You see, my father is very sick. And I was taking you back to my village because, you see, they have a cure for my father. But the witch doctor says, we're missing something. And the monkey says, well, what are you missing? (laughs) He says, the heart of a monkey. (laughs) And the monkey said, well, Mr. Alligator, monkeys are not like you. We don't keep our hearts with us. We keep our hearts back in the palm trees. And the alligator said, oh, I can't believe how silly of me. If you will take me back, I will gladly give my heart for your father. Oh, you're so amazing, Mr. Monkey. So they went back, and as they got very, very close, they got to the beach, and boom, Mr. Monkey was gone. And the moral of the story is this. If you are here today and you've left your heart in the palm tree, it's not going to do us any good here today. So what I want you to do as I pray, I want you to, whatever troubles you're dealing with, whatever challenges, whatever happened in the car on the way to church, whatever happened at home, or whatever even happened at church when you showed up to try to set up and uh, whatever, I want you to just stop for a minute, close your eyes, And as I pray, let's go back and get our heart and let's bring it here so that God can speak to us. Amen. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you that you are Lord of our laughter and you are sovereign in our sorrow. You're the God of all things and you cause them to work together for our good if we turn our hearts towards you and we submit our hearts to you, you cause all these things that are challenges to be for our good. So Lord, we, we turn our attention to you first, and we turn our attention to your word. Lord, we want to receive from your word. We want to be a blessing to others, but we know we need your word to do it. So Father, I thank you that you have your way in this service now. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, 
and give us hearts that understand in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody that agrees said, Amen. Amen. Well, I come from Albuquerque, New Mexico in the U.S. Yes, that is a state, not the country. You don't need a passport to go to New Mexico if you live in the U.S. You'd be surprised how many Americans have no idea where New Mexico is when I tell them. I said, no, it's in the U.S. We were the 48th state. You don't know us. But in New Mexico, a very obscure place, we don't have a lot of population. It's not very famous and not very popular. God decided to choose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And he called a family. I believe my colleague has spoken here before, uh, Morgan Jackson. Has he been to so How many of you have heard about our ministry when Morgan spoke maybe a year ago? Okay, that helps me. So our ministry literally began in a school bus. Jerry Jackson, our founder, who's now 82 years old. He's 82, but he has a 10-year plan. I love working with this man. I told my wife, I said, I'm 42, I have 10 years left. i got to get myself together here. What's up? He's totally focused on one thing, get God's word to every human on earth. And that vision came to him in a school bus. You see, Jerry had read a book by uh, George Mueller, and the book talked about how when you pray, that God is the same God of the Bible 2,000 years ago as he is today. And if you pray, he will meet those needs. And so he said, we're going to live by faith in a school bus and let the Lord provide. He would never ask for money. He just prayed and trusted for God to provide and supply. One of the powerful stories he told me about was in the Bible. It says, when you go into a strange town, ask who's worthy and stay with them. He said, let's see if this is true. And he told his children, come on. And they get to the little town. They went to the gas station, the petrol station. (laughs) And they walked up and said, hello, we're missionary people. The Bible says that when you enter a strange town, you're supposed to ask who's worthy and stay with them. Could you please tell us who is worthy? Yeah, and the people went, what? Are you weird? He said, but believe it or not, every single time, after a few minutes of talking, they realized, okay, I think, I think you're okay. And what they would do is the person would not be a believer, but they would go over to the phone and they would call Pastor Stan. And they would say, there's some missionary here, something about being worthy and you're, you're the only one I could think of. And so can they come and talk to you? And sure enough, Pastor Stan would come along and say, wonderful, come, you're godly people. They would put extra beans and extra food on the plate. They would plug in the the bus and they would end up staying there for three, four days. And every time God would have somebody in that city that God wanted them to minister to. So in this way, Jerry would write on his Bible, he says, today I proved this scripture still works today. And He's 82 years old, and he has a Bible this thick, and in the margins, he puts, I tried this, this scripture works. I did this, this scripture works. The Word of God will do what the Word of God says it will do. In fact, the Bible tells us that God watches over what? His Word to perform it. He doesn't watch over our words to perform it. He watches over His words to perform it. And his words will not come back void. That's why it's so important that we pray 
but we also pray the scripture. What does the word say so that God can watch over it to perform it? Now, fast forward. After years of experience like this, one day they arrived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the Lord spoke to him about bringing the church together, making disciples, and in that time, he learned about the needs of those who were poor and illiterate, who had no access to the Bible. Now, we started recording the Bible first in English, and we did it for discipleship, because 65% of Christians in America have never read the entire New Testament. Can you believe that? Never read the entire New Testament. In fact, many of them will not read one book a year. 46% of high school graduates will never read another book in its entirety once they graduate from school. Oh, they'll read the newspaper. They'll read Twitter. They'll read this. They'll read their WhatsApp or their WeChat. But they won't read an entire book. And this is an interesting thing. Now, I don't know if that's the case in Hong Kong, but I have seen throughout the world that as we become urbanized, as we become more literate, we begin to dismiss the value of engaging in reading and hearing for ourselves. We want someone else to spoon feed it to us. And so we created audio Bibles and did programs in over 130,000 churches and 10 million families we would challenge to come together, hear the scripture, because the Bible says in Romans 10:17 that faith comes by hearing, right? We said, if we can get everyone to hear, maybe we can see revival. So we did that for years and years, and we didn't see the kind of change that we were hoping for. And so we said, something's amiss. What, what are you doing, Lord? And then one day the missionaries came from Haiti in early 1980s. And this is what they said. Why are you recording the Bible in English? You have 15 versions of the Bible. Anyone can, many people read. He said, but in Haiti, 90% of our people cannot read. They have no money. They cannot go to school. Why don't you record a Bible for us in Haitian Creole? We said, well, we thought the missionaries had been in Haiti for a long time. They said, oh, yes, we have Bibles. In fact, we love them. May I borrow your Bible real quickly as an example? He said, oh, we have Bibles, and we really like the small new pocket New Testaments. In fact, we distribute them, but there's a problem. When we go back, we see the Bibles, and all the pages are missing. I said, well, what do you mean all the pages are missing? They said, well, pastor, you said man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we take a page out every day, we tear it up, put it in the soup, and we eat it. I said, what? Oh, and in Nigeria, they love the big Bibles, four of them. Whenever they build a house, they buy four big Bibles. They can't read but they buy four big Bibles and they put one in each corner of the concrete. Because, Pastor, you told us if we don't build our house on the Word of God, it cannot stand. But see, this is the problem in the world today. We come to people with the Word in a literate form, but they cannot read. In China, the older women, they, they know that the words of life are in this book, So they wrap it up preciously and they put it 
and they sleep on it like a pillow, praying that it will ward off evil spirits and bad dreams. And this is what happens around the world because 50% of the world cannot read. They, they're not stupid. They cannot read, and there's a difference. We have to remember that they just don't have the money for the education, but they're very, very, very smart. And so what we began to do was record the Bible in all the languages of the world, and then thank God for technology. Everybody say, thank God for technology. And look at the next person and say, yes, that even means your iPhone. For those of you that have children, you're like, ah, these devices are making me crazy. But, but I'm here to tell you, I think they're amazing if we use them for good. And I'll tell you a little more about that in a moment. So we began recording the Bible and putting it on devices like this. Now, this is called a proclaimer, and it's powered by the sun, so people don't have to choose between batteries or food. And if you're in a place like I was in Singapore and the sun didn't come out for the whole week, you crank it, and you can listen to the Bible. The battery charges 3,000 times, and you can listen to the whole New Testament, uh, and it's loud enough for as 1,000 people to hear it. Now, I won't turn it on that loud here today, but. I think this is Hindi. For French Guyana? Oh, I know that one, New Mexico. Oh, hola, amigo. ¿Cómo están ustedes? So this proclaimer reaches a thousand people, and then for Cambodia, and in areas, Pastor George, I love what you're doing, by the way. Thank you for your hard work. We continue to pray for you. Um, and that those of you who heard her today, you heard her say, we need more workers. So if I speak today something to you, go see Pastor Jojo and sign up. But this is the device we use in Cambodia because it's smaller, easier to carry, and about a hundred people can gather easily and listen. And we can put up to four languages on this particular one. We call it a mini proclaimer. Let's try this one. Anybody recognize that? North Korea. Oh, I recognize that one. There's my language. Now you notice it's dramatized. 
And the reason that's so important is, you see, oral people, people who all of their history, all of their tradition is passed down through story and song and dance. And illiterate people, they're not like you and me. You see, if you tell them something, they have to memorize it because once you leave, they have no ability to go get it again. And because of this, they have a very advanced ability to memorize Scripture. In fact, the missionaries in one village we were working thought it would be a good idea to incentivize people to listen. And they said, if you can memorize the book of Matthew, we will give you a radio. If you can memorize the whole New Testament, we'll give you a television. They had to to cancel the program after 90 days because they could not afford all the televisions and all of the radios that they were providing. They could memorize the scripture. You see, oral people are not like you and me. Oral people... For them, and in some parts of Asia, you understand this, history is circular. They live in like a bubble. For you and me, as we become literate and urbanized, more, um, for lack of a better term, westernized, history is linear. The longer in history that event was, the less impact we feel it has on us today. That's not the case in villages. For them, if you come into their village and you insult an ancestor, that ancestor has power to bring death and destruction to the village today. So they don't see the world like you and I see the world linearly. They see it circular. And so when you bring the Bible, the audio Bible, and Jesus, they enter that story. And Jesus is speaking their language. And when they identify with Jesus healing the lame or raising the dead or the blind seeing, boom, they believe it and it begins to happen. In Cambodia, we have testimonies of people being raised from the dead because they heard that Jesus went in and whack and lifted them up. And so they just believe it because in their mind, there's no difference. Jesus speaks our language. I'll tell you one more story among the Konkombas in Ghana, Africa. When we first took the audio Bible to Ghana, among the Konkombas, there was a very small missionary work. They'd been there over a hundred years. But the Konkombas are about 70 or 80 percent illiterate. So we brought the Bible. We pushed play. We said, would you like to hear the Bible in Konkomba? They said, no, God doesn't speak Konkomba. He only speaks English. I said, what do you mean? Well, we think the missionaries told us he only speaks English. No, 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 no. We have it in Concomba. So we push the button, and it's media. They say, ah, God speaks Concomba. Ah, we don't need a translator to talk to God. Ah, he can address us directly. Gather the village. And they get what we call a gong gong. It's a piece of metal. Pa, 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 pa. And they gather the village, and everybody comes together. And you'll have the village elders here, and then you have the women over here, and the men over here. Oh, and outside are the Muslims. He said, why are there Muslims outside? He said, oh, nobody wants to miss the story. It's in our language. So as they begin to listen, something amazing happened. They get to the story in Matthew where Jesus cast the demons out of the demoniac and they go into the pigs. You remember this story? Yeah? Among the concombas, this was a very important story. (laughs) He said, Why did Jesus cast the demons into the pigs? Didn't he know that it would kill the pigs? And they begin discussing, play it back. And they play it again. They listen again. They discuss it again. And then somebody says, well, yes, he's God. He knows everything. Did Jesus know that they would kill the pigs? 
And as they're debating and discussing, we as missionaries, we, we don't really understand what's happening. I mean, I heard jokes at seminary about deviled ham, but I had no idea that it had anything to do with the story. And this is what they said. A few minutes later, I think he was the business guy in the back of the village. He says, did Jesus reimburse the village for the pigs? And at that moment, I realized, that's right. How much is a pig in Hong Kong? Anybody know? How much does a pig cost? I don't know. 500, 1,000 Hong Kong dollars maybe? How much? About 1,000. 2,000 pigs. That's 2 million. 2 million dollars of their wealth. Because, see, among concombas, 10 pigs would be yours, 5 pigs would be mine, 20 pigs would be yours, 2 pigs would be yours. They herd communally. They're a village. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes in. All their wealth goes, whoom, off into the river. You know what that would be like for you and me? You come to church at Alliance. Jesus and the power of God shows up. You go outside to the parking lot, and all of your cars are over into the ocean. If we invite Jesus into our village, will he do something so evil like that to us? And they begin to debate and discuss and argue, and only like Africans can do. It's really quite amazing to see. But then something happened. The village elders are here. They're illiterate, not stupid. And the village chief says, we think we know why Jesus is telling us this story. And everybody was silent. And he said, you know we have one, a demon-possessed man in our village. We would rather he die than even one of our pigs. And they were like, yeah, that's right. He's worthless. And then the village chief said, we believe Jesus was trying to teach us that the value of one man's soul is worth more than the whole economy of our village. And they said, oh. And it was that story that brought all the concomas to faith. Today there are 2,000 churches planted in Ghana among the concombas because of the pig story. God, in his infinite wisdom, puts life into his word in a way that maybe for you and me it's one story, but for the concomas it was the pig story. In his word is life. And he uniquely knows every language, every tribe, and every tongue. You see, there are 7,140 languages in the world. And we've been recording the Bible for 40 years, but now we're seeing that the Word of God in every language is actually moving us closer to fulfilling the Great Commission. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, what did he say? Anybody, anybody want to quote it for me? Matthew 24, 14. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. Everybody say nations. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations, proclaiming, teaching, discipling. But he tells us clearly that the end will not come until the gospel has been proclaimed to all nations. Now in those verses, the word nation is the Greek word ethnos or ethnos. And it's where we get the word ethnic. And it literally means language, tribe, tongue. It does not mean Russia, Hong Kong, America, Germany. It means language, your tribe, your clan, your people. God loves all people. 
And we don't know when Jesus will return, but I believe he will not return any earlier than the opportunity for every language, every tribe, and every tongue to hear the gospel in their own language. And that's what our ministry is doing. And lives are being transformed. I think if you have a video, real quickly, I'd like you to play what happens in a village when a pastor, this is a lay pastor, receiving the word of God for the first time in his own mother tongue. Do you have that? I, I wish I could just go down to my village and put this before them and say, oh, my brothers, sisters, please come. Come and listen to the word, to the of, word God. of God. Oh, my God. I'm going to my village. I put this there and they'll come and hear the word of God in our own mother tongue. There are many people who've never got the opportunity to go to school. But by hearing this, their lives will be changed. Amen. Their lives are going to be changed. And we appreciate this. You see, ah, I'm so happy. I'm so full of joy. Lord, save my people. Father, when I shall carry this to my people, Lord, let them hear the gospel and touch their hearts to be saved in Jesus' name. Lord, touch my pagans. Help them, Father, to come to you and to know you that you are the only true God and that we have salvation through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Can you imagine what your I, life I wish I could. Can you imagine what your life would be like if you didn't have access to the word of God in your language? It would be very, very different. It's a precious thing. The word of God is a precious thing. And it's the most important thing that God wants to get into the hearts of people. And then we have additional work that's I think I'm gonna skip the video just because of time and go to the slide after the second video. Yeah. So it's taken us 30 plus years to record the Bible in 1,000 languages. 85% of the world speak those 1,000 languages. But here's what's exciting. Technology. Technology is changing how we can rapidly advance recording and translation. And in the next six years, we will do the next 1,000 languages, getting us to 93% of the world's speakers in the next six years, thanks to technology. Right now, we are finishing a new, New Testament in a new language every two days. It took us five years to do the first five. And I remember Jerry saying, boy, you picked the wrong people, God. The people in a bus, there's 7,000 languages and it's taken us one a year. It's gonna be 7,000 years before we get this done. He said, that's not good. But now we're doing a new language every two days. It's getting closer. The time is getting shorter. But here's what's amazing. Over 10% of those languages, the last ones that need to be done, most of the world's languages, 10%, are just in Indonesia alone, there's 710 languages. In China, we have over 500 dialects and languages. So all throughout Southeast Asia, Asia, China, We believe that's where the greatest work yet to be done, the next 1,000 languages. So God has given us great leaders here tonight. I have, or today, excuse me, uh, K.Y. Wong, who's one of our board of directors for Faith Comes by Hearing Asia, 
Um, wave your hand there, KY. So, so we actually have a team of people that God has brought together, business leaders, what I call kings and priests, that have come together. We have a board of directors. We have a team of staff now. And it's been about seven years that we've been working in Asia, but God now in his grace and his divine divine wisdom, we now have a team that's totally focused on doing all the recordings and doing programs all throughout Asia so we can get the job done. It's a very, very exciting time to be alive. And thanks to technology, you and I have an opportunity to witness to any person that speaks any of those languages. Think about that for just one minute. Can you go to the slide that shows Bible.is? There you go. For those of you that have a smartphone, I give you permission to take out your phone and play with it right now while I'm preaching. That's fine. Because I want you to go to your app store and I want you to download Bible.is. And you say, well, why do you want me to do that? Because now you will have the Bible not only in text, but the audio. So when you're in a taxi, or when you're on a train, or when you're in a restaurant, I want you to look and say, what country are you from? If you see someone different, what country are you from? And then in the app, you can click on Bibles, country, language. So this is a true story. My colleague and I, Morgan, we were at the restaurant in Los Angeles, and there was a woman, we, we do it all the time, we, what country are you from? Well, she looked like she was from Africa. I said, what country are you from? She said, Ethiopia. So, oh, Ethiopia. And then while she was getting the food, I clicked on uh, the food. I clicked on Bibles, country, Ethiopia. And then I said, now we had over 30 languages for Ethiopia. I said, what, what's your mother tongue? What language do you speak? She said, Tigrinya. Oh, Tigrinya. She goes and gets the next, the drinks and comes back. And while she's getting the drinks, I get Tigrinya. I push play. And I put it up to her ear. And she starts hearing Tigrinya. And here's what happens. She looks at us and she goes, la, 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 la. And the people down the restaurant are looking like, what's going on down there? And then a second later, she did it again. La, 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 la. We're like, what are you doing? And she said, I'm blessing you in Ethiopian. This is the happiest day of my life. I've never heard the Bible in my own language. If I lose my job, I don't care. We're like, no, 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 no. You don't have to lose your job. Just here, click, Bible, share, boom. And then we just text it to her, WhatsApp, boom, she's got it. God has brought the nations to us. We've been praying, Lord, give us the nations. He says, they're next door to you. They're in the Uber. They're in the restaurants. They're here. And now you have a tool that no one you meet, very few people you meet, you will not have the Word of God in their own language that you can share with them in all those languages. Bible is is also legal in China and it's on China Mobile because it's just the Bible. We have permission. Anybody in China on China Mobile can type in Bible.is and they can download it directly from China Mobile. And I believe, thanks to devices like this, Something special is happening in the earth. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 is another scripture we use referring to the Great Commission, but it's different than Matthew 24 or from Matthew 28. In Mark 16, 15, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That word world is not ethnos. 
that word world in that verse of scripture is cosmos. Cosmos. And it literally means man-made system. Wow. When I saw that, when I felt like the Lord gave us the revelation of that scripture, I'm like, that's it. Every system, political systems, school systems, judicial systems, social network systems, WhatsApp systems, WeChat systems, RinRin systems, Apple iPhone systems, computer systems, Android systems, every system where humans are gathering together, I think he was telling us, take the gospel there. If it can go there, take it there. And so we have been developing a platform, and I'm coming to a close. We've been developing a platform where the word of God in all these languages can be freely given to anyone, anywhere. It's a platform called Digital Bible Platform. If you're a software developer, if your church wants to get a particular language, if your ministry needs to get access to a language and you want to have your own app or your own internet page or your own email system, whatever technology you want to use, you can get it for free from there, from us. And there's coming a day because Isaiah said it and Habakkuk said it. There's coming a day when the knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I've heard it. But the more I work in technology, the more I realize, oh. It doesn't say everyone will believe. It says the knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. How many of you know what cloud computing is? Anybody in here understand cloud networks, cloud technology? That was a technology we didn't imagine 20 years ago. How do you take the Bible and 40 hours of audio content and just put it in somebody's pocket in Egypt or in Iraq or in Hainan? How do you do that? But now it's coming clearer and clearer to me. One system, all the languages, freely available. And as we begin through the church to distribute it, I think there's coming a day when Jesus returns, no one will have an excuse. There will be no excuse. Oh, I never had an opportunity to hear. No, I think it will be very just. Because you'll just speak one day, and whatever you're wearing, your glasses, your contacts, your whatever, it's going to say, ah, you're speaking Aramara, Cusco, Quechua. Go grab it, bring it to you. So that the knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth as well. You, you might say, oh, that's far-fetched, Pastor. It's already happening now. Watch. Jesus, also referred to as Jesus of Nazareth and Jesus Christ, was a Jewish preacher and religious leader who is the central figure of Christianity. Would you like to hear more? It's already happening. If she can do that, if you tell me, I don't know how to witness, Pastor, I said, are you kidding? Siri knows how to witness. You can do it. Someday she'll do it in every language of the world. You and I are living in one of the most exciting times in human history. God has given us his word. He's given us technology. He's given us great ministries that are committed to distributing the word. And he's showing up and he's confirming his word with signs and wonders. Be encouraged today. 
Don't be discouraged. Whatever you're going through, it's small compared to eternity. Eternity is as long as this line. And your life is this part right there. It's this big compared to this. And yet we spend all of our life worrying about this when we should be worried about this. Amen? Thank you for the opportunity to share with you. Pastor. Thank you so much. The worship team is going to come up and we're going to have a song of response. We want to take care of a couple things here right now. I did it. I have Bible.is on there. If I can do it, you can do it. Okay? While the worship team is singing, I want you to have your phone that has a Bible on it or your paper Bible out because when they're done, I'm going to give you a challenge. May I ask everyone to please all stand? 